Humans, 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 it's your Friday, May 12th podcast, earliest you can hear this is Friday, May 12th, welcome to the Sydney Hollis Show, boy, oh boy, oh boy, it is a nice day in New York City, it's in the high 70s right now, tomorrow's high is 80, you know I love this weather, and let's face it. I love this podcast. I love you humans. I love the hideaway. It's tough to be sitting inside right now. I was going to do the episode from the park, but I there's a few things that I wanted to have production, add production value with. And so I have the discipline right now to be indoors, even though there's people everywhere outside. And I'm recording this on a Thursday night, you know, Thursday night. It's a big party night. The sirens are calling me, humans. Sirens are calling me. But I'm here. I'm focused. I'm happy to be here. We're taking this thing into the weekend. Listener line. The listener line we hear from someone we haven't heard from in a while. Friend of the program. Contributes to the program sometimes, you know. Wild card, let's say. Taste maker. Toast master. Burnsy. Burnsy makes his return. So we we will check in on Burnsy when we go to the listener line. A couple other things I want to talk about, humans. Gordon Lightfoot. May he rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> it takes not much longer than that, but we're gonna get we're gonna circle back around. I want to ask a celebrity, was it worth it? How much is it worth? Was it worth it? How much was it worth? What were we worth? What is the dollar amount? I'd like to ask that question of Michael Keaton. Mr. Keaton, if you can hear me, stay tuned. <laughs> And I wrote a note to myself the other night. You know, aside from my main man, Forrest, in Chattanooga, who jumped in and gave me some creative ways to talk about what it's like to, you know, how you say to other people, I'd like to go smoke a cone joint, a joint made of a pre-rolled cone, an empty cone where you put weed in there and stuff it down in. Now, interestingly enough, if you humans are familiar with the lighter, the clipper, C-L-I-P-P-E-R, the clipper, the actual little... The, the little round thing. I don't know if that's the flint or the stone. You can pull that thing out of a clipper. You pull it straight up. And it's like a little thing. And I've been told that you use that to like stuff stuff a joint to make sure it's nice and like, you know, somewhat packed in in there. So I guess a clipper really complements cones. But like I said, my main man my main man Forrest came to my rescue. 
gave me some ideas for what to call it when you when you're gonna go get coniford when you're taking one to the condom. But the rest of you didn't. And I can only take that as you guys saying to me, Sid, who do you think you are? Going after cones. No, I won't participate. And in fact, I like things that are tapered. I wear tapered jeans. I wear tapered chinos. The way a cone, you know, tapers down or flares out, depending on, you know, how you'd like to address from what end of the shape you'd like to address it from. I guess you're all cool with it. You love cone life. You probably are looking around your room, your car, your garage, your workstation, looking for all the things, all the cones in your life, all of the tapered things, and thinking, Sid, yeah, you're way off base on that one. I don't even know why I still listen. Thank you, Forrest. Okay. Oh, and I have an issue with a Nissan ad. Talk about missing. I don't know if I'm talking about missing. I guess I missed. I missed when I went after cones. They missed. They missed big time. It's not the worst. Not the worst uh, offense in the world. But, you know. Okay, humans. Before we go to Burnsy, God, we're all dying to know. We're all dying to know, Burnsy. Where have you been? How have you been? What was it that came up? That's you know that that said, "Hey, I'm going to participate in the show." <laughs> Before we get there, can I say, humans, Gordon Lightfoot? I don't know much about him. I do like classic rock. I do like '70s folk. You know, however you want to. I like light rock. I like soft rock. You can make a case that Gordon Lightfoot's all of those things. Of course, he passed away last week. And, you know, that it is what it is. It's sad. I hate when people say it is what it is, but it's sad. But I'm not like, I'm not the kind of person that puts a picture of a celebrity on my social media and like, you know, does a big RIP and writes an essay on why this person dying means a lot more to me than everyone else here. And I need, I need you guys to know that I don't, I'm not one of those people that writes those kinds of posts. Um, but I found myself listening to just some, you know, music on Spotify, like a random, you know, Spotify generated channel, of course. Soft rock leaning, light rock leaning, classic rock leaning, folk leaning. And Gordon Light. Of course, let's just hit pause on that. I mean, the ed the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Does it get any more chilling in song? Does it get any more chilling in song? Anyway, the other night, listening to this Spotify, uh, you know, playlist, radio as they call it. And a Gordon Lightfoot cover of Bobby McGee came on. And it was just what I needed. It was just what I needed. Now I'm going off memory here, but to my to my memory, Me and Bobby McGee was written by Chris Christopherson and originally performed 
by Chris Christopherson. I think in the original recording he goes, or or certainly in the like popular single, uh, he goes, well, he goes, if it sounds country, that's what it is. <laughs> and then he's, and then he starts with me and Bobby McGee. And then, of course, Janis Joplin covered it. And again, this is just from memory, from music documentaries and things. Uh, I think she passed away before she knew that that song was a commercial hit. Anyway, I've heard Chris Christopherson sing it. I've heard Janis Joplin sing it. I'd never heard this Gordon Lightfoot version. And it was nice, and it was like late in the evening. It was on, it was on a day when I didn't have to work the next day. And I was winding down, and I was like, man, we've laid Gordon Lightfoot to rest. But in some way, he's laying me down to rest right now with one, one fond little memory here to kind of think about him uh, and his passing. So humans, I'm not going to play it or tease it now. I think this will just be some fun. Hey, you know what? I'm looking for something weird. Not weird. Something interesting to listen to. All right. I'll bite. I'll listen to the Gordon Lightfoot Bobby McGee cover. Why not? So there you go, humans. Okay, humans. So, Burnsy, the man, the myth, the legend, the postman, has rejoined the show, is, is back. And he sent an email, and of course, you remember last episode, I was darn right bragging, darn right and downright bragging, that I watched a Billy Joel concert in Yankee Stadium from like 1990-something, early 90s. It could have even been 1990-1990. I was downright bragging that I had watched that on PBS, on an antenna, and listen I walk the walk. All right. Some people say they like classic rock. They say they like the way things used to be. Well, I walk the walk. And I also walk to walk. <laughs> I walk to walk. So we get an email to the listener line. Subject. Billy Joel, Cinder, Burnsy. <laughs> hey, Sid, I hope you enjoyed watching Billy Joel live from Yankee Stadium on PBS over the airwaves, exclamation point. It made me think about how ever-present Joel's music was during my college days. When I attended the State University of New York at Buffalo, half of the 30,000 students were from Long Island. I guess it was just a reflection of how the population of New York State is distributed, and I also imagine a lot of these students wanted to get as far away from their parents as possible while still paying the in-state tuition fees. Almost every guy was named either Anthony or Michael, so you had to use an abbreviated form of their last name to tell them apart. Many guys were called Anthony Michael or Michael Anthony. But anyway, people from Long Island People from Long Island take Billy Joel seriously, in all caps. Even 20-year-old Long Islanders in 1998, which I had assumed was way past Joel's window of relevancy, treat him as some type of classically trained deity. 
It's not a novelty thing or a sarcastic thing. They are totally serious. One of the first things I learned at college is that you can't tell an Islander that you're... <laughs> One of the first things I learned at college is that you can't tell an Islander that you aren't into, in quotes, that you aren't into Billy Joel or that you haven't heard a particular Billy Joel song. Likewise, if you get to know an Islander, you can ask them what their favorite Billy Joel song is, and they will think that's a totally normal thing to ask someone. And they will think that's a totally normal thing to ask someone. When they reciprocate, you can answer Allentown. If they already said Allentown, you can say Captain Jack. You can't say Piano Man, only the good Die Young, or Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, because those songs are such a huge part of their culture and identity that would be like saying your favorite song is the Star-Spangled Banner or Happy Birthday. In the course of four years, I don't think I went to a single party that didn't evolve into a full participation Piano Man sing-along, complete with strangers throwing their arms around each other's shoulders. Let me say that sentence again, humans. In the course of four years, I don't think I went to a single party that didn't devolve into a full participation piano man sing-along, complete with strangers throwing their arms around each other's shoulders. It would be odd if you went to a party where that didn't happen. My mainland friends and I used to do a comedy bit about scenes where we would begin to sing along, where we would begin to sing the song using our best Billy Joel impression. A bottle of red, a bottle of white. And then we would abruptly switch over to speaking in a really curt Long Island accent. So what'll it be, lady, red or white? <laughs> Forgive my impression here, humans. So what'll it be, lady? <laughs> so what'll it be, lady, red or white? There's people waiting behind you. Hurry up, just pick one. Humans, my Long Island impression is just going Long Island. Long Island, Long, Gile, Long Island, Long Island. <laughs> anyway, we couldn't, <laughs> again, back to Bernsey, doing the impression. He said, we couldn't really do that bit in front of the Islanders. Love, Bernsey. Bernsey, I'm going to clap because I'm happy to have you back. And great take, great information i feel like you painted us a picture i went there in my mind like i said i'm feeling cooped up on a beautiful night and right now i feel like i was just at a college party arm in arm singing piano man with people a party that probably smells like billy joel's microphone anyway <clears throat> okay let's talk about it <laughs> first of all very funny now, Bernsey, I think you it's fair to say, you know, two paths diverge in a yellow wood. You're on a little less of the Billy Joel fan club path, and I'm a little more on it. Uh, but it's nice to hear from someone who's sort of just uh, very neutral about Billy Joel. I don't, I don't take away from this that you dislike Billy Joel, but I, maybe a little bit, honestly. Maybe a little bit, actually. I'm, I'm getting a... A twinge. But maybe just maybe just very close to neutral with a twinge of disliking Billy Joel. I I don't know. 
One of the first things I learned in college is that you can't tell an Islander that you aren't into Billy Joel or that you haven't heard a particular Billy Joel song. Now, I can relate to that. I can relate to that because there are just those people in college that when you tell them you haven't, and it, it really is about music or, or some other things, but you're like, you have never heard that. You what? Like, Get a load of this. This guy's, you know. When I was in college and Burnsy was around the same time, I started college in late August of 1999. Napster had just come out. Napster was in its infancy and it was all over the dorms. And you could just, you know, on high speed internet, you could download a song. What was it? About three minutes. And then it went down to a minute. Um, or was it a minute? Anyway. Yes, I remember those days. Uh, we had a guy on my dorm floor that was, he was the one going around telling everyone the in the air tonight rumor. You know, he, he you, you haven't heard? You haven't heard what in the air tonight's about? Get in here. He like dims the lights. Tells the story about in the air tonight. Of course, humans, it's another song for another day. Okay. When they reciprocate, you can say Allentown. <laughs> I love it. It's like, you can ask them what their favorite Billy Joel song is, and they'll think that's a totally normal thing to ask someone. I mean, I've never asked someone what their favorite... Uh, actually, I probably have. And I know mine, and mine is scenes from an Italian restaurant. In fact, I'll go so far as to play this trump card, which people do when they talk about music. It's not only my favorite Billy Joel song. It's one of my favorite songs. I'd say top 50. And before you all roll your eyes, top 50, that's not one of your favorites. Top 50 songs in existence, and even in my rotation, as narrow as it may be, come on. That's high praise. From me. It would be high praise from any song that's in your top 50 humans is high praise from you, in terms of your own taste. <clears throat> but it's such a trump card when people do that. Not only is it my favorite Billy Joel song, it's my favorite song. <laughs> Allentown. I went to Bethlehem, PA one time. They mentioned Bethlehem in the song Allentown. Played that on repeat for a weekend in Bethlehem. Um, you can say Captain Jack. Now, Captain Jack... And humans, I'm a little all over the place here, but I've been thinking about this for days. Captain Jack, I didn't hear that song until I got to college. One of my dorm room, uh, one of my dorm suite mates my freshman year exposed me, <laughs> exposed me to Captain Jack. I don't think that song was getting a radio play in Savannah. And for what reason? Because of the word masturbate there's your long island accent for you mercy masturbate and you just sit at home and masturbate and masturbate masturbate yeah i have completely no no recollection of ever hearing that song on the radio in savannah growing up times may have changed but i would assume even back then the only place you would have heard it in savannah was on the queue Quality Rock, Q105.3. 
not to be not to be confused in any way, shape, or form with Q104.3 Classic Rock here in New York City. They just both happen to be called the Q. I'm sure Q is in the call letters of at least the one in Savannah. I think it's WRHQ. Locally owned and operated. It's not part of a conglomerate. Hats off to the Q. In Savannah, that is. Anyway, maybe, maybe they were playing uh, Captain Jack back then. And I just wasn't privy to it. But did not grow up hearing Captain Jack. Of course, it's a fine song. A fine song. But uh, I wonder if you had any bits with that, Bernsey, up there at uh, Buffalo, New York. <laughs> hey, lady, you want the red or the white? Ah, uh, come on. There's a whole line of people with the height behind you that want to go masturbate. But Captain Jack, okay, so yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. That is, those are great ways to take a person who loves Joel. And now, college students, are, I assume, are, you know, from Long Island are probably aggressive, if I had to guess. So you probably would want a really, like, just easy, conversational, simple way to just quickly get past this and not have to cause a scene at the party. I can see that. Allentown, uh, <laughs> Captain Jack, both great ways to do that. And I see what you mean. I love the comparison to saying that scenes from an Italian restaurant, Piano Man, or, or only the good Thai Young. <laughs> it's like saying your favorite song is Happy Birthday or the Star Spangled Banner. I mean, I get that. I get that, you know. <laughs> also something a little bland about that that's like saying your favorite character on the office is jim it's like oh yeah nice risk you took there by picking jim as your favorite character nice risk you took there by saying piano man's your favorite now bernsey for me and of course you were you were in the you were in something totally different than i've ever been in which was like i mean i live in new york i've been to see billy joel at the garden but you were in a Time in your life when you're at parties, when you would have been arm in arm with strangers, etc. Um, but I didn't. I didn't hear scenes from an Italian restaurant until I was much older and already living here in New York City, and I really fell in love with that song. Uh, I haven't listened to it in a while. I think tonight after this pod, I'm going to. Maybe I'll go for a stroll in this warm weather. Just go for a stroll and listen to that. That bad boy. And I think me finding scenes from an Italian restaurant, I kind of found it... I honestly think I got exposed to it from Pandora. When Spotify wasn't out yet, and I listened to just a lot of Pandora, the job I had, um, alone. And so I kind of found that song alone. And I can imagine, Bernsey, that if other people had been shoving it down my throat, I may actually dislike it. But because of the circumstances, I... I uh, discovered it myself i have a special place for it <laughs> but let's talk a little piano man of course if you ever go see billy joel in concert and this yankee stadium concert i watched on television and myself in real life at msg madison square garden was no different you spend the entire concert waiting to hear these few notes And of course, when you do, you go nuts. Everyone around you goes nuts. And and like any good artist, 
he kind of goes into some like intro you've never heard before associated with that and then you know just kind of dips into those bad boys eventually But when I went and saw Billy Joel in Madison Square Garden and humans, I feel <laughs> I'm going to tell this story, but part of me feels like eh, it's a little embarrassing, but it's true and it's truthful. When I went and saw Billy Joel at the garden, <laughs> not on Long Island, but at the garden, when I went and saw Billy Joel there, great show, had a good time and, you know, show ends no piano man. So of course you, you just if you, first of all you know there's going to be an encore. Secondly, if you haven't heard piano man in Madison Square Garden or anywhere at any Billy Joel concert, you know there's going to be an encore. So he plays like I can't remember what he played first in the encore, but I had to pee so bad, and I was like, man, there's no way I'm going to make it to the bathroom and back to our seats in time before this song is over. And like, I think I actually liked the song, but I knew what was coming. I was just like, oh, what do I do? But I, if I'm going to have to pee during, like, I just couldn't hold it anymore. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. He's going to play it. And like, you know, you sometimes you sacrifice the song. You know, you have your piss song, but sometimes that goes long or your, your the time it takes to go pee takes long. And then, you 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 know, you've missed one that wasn't even your pee song. That's just like, oh, man. And I had gotten a very large beer, you know, and gotten several over the course of the night. And the cup was either empty or about to be empty. And everyone's on their feet at this point because it was the encore. So everyone's on their feet. Packed, sold out show, part of his monthly residency, which I, I guess he's doing again now, post-COVID. Anyway, everyone's standing. I've got a nearly empty beer, if not empty. And so I finish it, or it's empty. And I'm like, I just, I've seen this done, and now I must do it. <laughs> so very discreetly, I unzipped my pants. I held the cup where it which where it should be. I I of course had pulled my privates out of my zipper or my private, I guess. And uh, there's no need for your balls to be involved. You just need to pee, right? So I pulled my private out of my pants, all discreetly, all very discreetly. Everyone everyone's eyes are on Billy now, either screens or or the man himself. And, I, you know, I had a person there with me at the show. And I was able to pee in full. Like, I didn't have to, to stop. But it was, like I said, it was the biggest beer they offered there. And, I was, and, it, and it came damn near to the top of this cup. I mean, like, millimeters away from the brim, if not at the brim. I was able to pee in this cup without anyone noticing including the gal that was with me, accompanying me. She had no idea. The people next to me, I would assume had no idea because they didn't ever look down or they didn't uh, make a stink. 
and right there in Madison Square Garden, I was able to relieve myself so that I didn't have to miss. And I guess I'm telling you guys this because I'm semi-proud of it. I mean, I wouldn't, I'd like to believe I wouldn't do it again. I don't think I would. The older I get, the less I want to take risks that could get me arrested, you know, or any kind of trouble. But was it worth it to guarantee here those few notes? Well, yes. Yes, it was. And the reason I know that the person who was accompanying me to the concert didn't know is because when I told her about it, after the fact, she's like, you did what? And I didn't notice. It's like no one noticed. <laughs> yeah, no, man. <laughs> now, Bernsey, please don't tell your uh, your fellow alums that I did that. I may somehow. Is that like that would be like being in a cup during the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> well, that was a very rambling response from me just to different parts of uh, Bernsey's email. Bernsey. Sounds like you somewhat like Joel, but maybe a little bit dislike him. I mean, you know, I don't know if you emailed in to get my analysis of whether or not you like Billy Joel, but you certainly entertained me. Uh, you know, you painted a picture in my mind of what your college days were like, and that's that sounds like a lot of fun and interesting. And yeah, people, people up here do, I've noticed it, have a soft spot for Joel and then, you know, you know, you, that's, that's of course, east of New York. And then west of New York, people in New Jersey have a soft spot for Bruce. And that's how it goes. And I've enjoyed getting to know each artist uh, through their music myself. Okay. Moving right along. Michael Keaton. How much was it worth? How much are our memories worth? How much was our childhood worth? How much... Like, Batman, dude. You're the definitive Batman. The, I mean, I, can we just rule out Adam West here for a, for a second? You're the original Batman. If you don't know what I'm talking about, there's a The Flash movie coming out, and Michael Keaton's in the trailer playing Batman and saying, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. <sighs> There's nothing sacred. Why? That movie stands alone. It's great. I rewatched it recently. I'm, you know, just the original. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do Batman Returns. I just stayed with Batman. It's great. And I don't even like superhero movies, but come on. And that's also from my childhood. I was nine years old when I saw that. Third grade. I think the old man was out of town. My sister must have spent the night at a friend's house. It was just my mom and I. When I told her it was PG-13 on the way to the film, she got a little bit antsy. Am I allowed to bring you in? Are you allowed to see this? Should you be seeing this? And it almost derailed the entire thing. But it didn't, and we saw it. <laughs> Why, Michael Keaton? I mean, I always get angry at people selling out and being in commercials, so I guess this is still within the realm of art and cinema. But, man, 
How much was it worth? How much is it worth? <sighs> Couldn't let a memory be a memory. So Nissan, the car maker, they have a model called the Nissan Rogue. And their ad campaign right now is that this car is anti-basic. They pass by a road sign that says you are now leaving basic. They drive by things uh, labeled as quote unquote basic. My issue with these ads is they make basic look bland, look very earthy, very earth toned. There's earth tone. There's like, it's a very tan. They show people like in different situations and it's made to look boring. And again, sort of natural and like earthy. And I think the big swing and a miss, humans. Yes, no one wants to be quote unquote basic. But to me, basic means flashy, lively. People, people are basic because it's a lot of fun to be basic. You're having a good time <laughs> if you're being basic. You're, you're like, you love Piano Man. Piano Man's your favorite song and you don't care who knows it kind of a person. You know, you, you do all the things. You don't worry about any credibility. You happily love. You happily love that Paul Giamatti's in Verizon ads. You, life is bright and wonderful. It's hard to not be basic. So I think they're missing when they're showing that life is drab. When you're, If life was drab, being basic, no one would do it. They're, they're missing big time. Basic is flashy. Basic is tempting. Huge swing and a miss to me. You can go from zero to fun in no time and leave basic far behind. I mean, that right there. Their little tagline or the way they sign off on this particular ad you can go from zero to fun and leave basic far behind. You're missing what the word basic means in pop culture, in, you know, society right now, dude. Basic is fun. It is fun. It's all fun. There's not, you, you know, basic is like, oh, there's not, that person doesn't have a lot of intellectual thought. They don't really care about the ramifications of, like, what items they purchase. They don't think about, like, you know, who wrote the original version of the song. They're, they're not cluttered by, like, worrying about authenticity or, <laughs> you know, what mark they're leaving on society or the earth or anything. I mean, basic is just like, dude, bright colors, things that are flashy, life is good, and I don't care, I'm not looking back. That's Those are basic people, and, and frankly... If you want to blow off some steam, spend some time around some once in a while. Nissan, you've missed it. You've totally missed it. Basic isn't drag and from zero to fun. It is fun. Thinking. Saying, oh, Allentown's my favorite song. And trying to sound intellectual. <laughs> That's not basic, dude. That's... That's tough. Well, humans, Preakness is on the 20th. <laughs> I'm abandoning. I'm officially abandoning 
my old horse betting strategy. It hasn't worked in enough times now where it's time to, to rethink. So I'll no longer be relying strictly on the horse riders from the New York Post. You'll be happy to know. Humans, if you want to get involved in the show, listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. You can send a typed email like Bernsey did, or you can record into the voice memo function, excuse me, voice memo app on your phone. Hit the share button and share it with that email address, listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Humans, a little shorter one for you today. Enjoy your weekend. Let me hear from you. Peace and love. Peace and love.